Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It's Thursday morning, the 5th of October. Ben Dobbin with you across rural Queensland today. David Littleproud joins us this morning. And we are seeing um, the industry and the beef industry at the moment on its knees. I'm not trying to scare tactic anything. And, and the biggest issues are around trying to get a kill at an abattoir, trying to get your cattle to the works and where this market will land. He is the leader of the National Party. He's the former Agricultural Minister of Australia. He knows this industry back to front. David, good morning. Thank you so much. I'm talking to you from Charleville this morning. Great to have you on the phone. I, I appreciate uh, how busy you are, and thanks so much for giving us some time. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me, mate. But um, look, it is tough out there at the moment, and, and our abattoirs are doing it tough. I mean, they're working somewhere between 60 and 70% capacity. Uh, and that's because they simply don't have the workers. Well, this and is we the biggest sort- issue. This is, David, yeah. this is the biggest issue. I got a text message yesterday of a, of a bloke in, in, in desperation, and I'm not going to declare who it was that it, it was actually there. He said, when is the government going to look at the process about getting more workers so we can kill more cattle? And that is coming yeah. from someone who owns a meat company who is killing cattle and cannot get enough kill space. There is not enough workers at every single abattoir at the present moment. Now, I reached out to Patrick Hutchinson this morning. He's on a plane. He can't – he's not available. But I'm talking to him tomorrow. And Amy can say whatever they want. But I can tell you now that that, that there is a shortage of workers. We've got all these overseas workers that want to come here, yet we will not bring them to this country. Our kill space, we're running at 60%. I think you were generous saying 70%. I think it's 60%, 55% capacity. And the market is free-falling. It is literally free-falling. Well, well, this is where OMIC does need to say something. They're the ones that went to the Jobs and Skills Summit back in September last year, as I did. I wanted to say, well, I'm at least trying to be constructive. I'm giving the government ideas. We're in opposition now. Uh, But OMIC need to step up. And they need to say loudly that this government is failing. They signed a tripartite agreement with the unions and with the, with the government about fixing this in September last year. And in fact, um, the only solution that this government has allowed anyone to bring, because the unions will only allow them to bring, is the Pacific Scheme. Now, the Pacific Scheme has worked well for, for the processing sector. It doesn't work well for the horticulture sector because they've taken away averaging provisions. But effectively all they could bring in was 42,000 workers. Now, since September last year, all they've brought in is 16,000 workers. Now, that same Jobs and Skills Summit that AMIC was at, and I was at, NFF was at, and COSBOA, who represents small business as well, they made an assessment that they needed 172,000 extra workers to get food from a paddock to your plate. And all this government has been able to bring in was 16,000 workers extra since then, less than 10%. uh, And effectively, they've got rid of the ag visa, the ag visa that we put in place that Vietnam signed up to. And then subsequently, which we found out through Senate estimates, that there were other ASEAN countries that after the election came forward to Penny Wong and said, we want to sign up to the ag visa. We actually think this is a good thing now. We want to send our workers, despite what the AWU did, and demonise Australian agriculture and went to every embassy. Now, get this, every every embassy that we were negotiating with 
had a call from Daniel Walton and the Australian Workers Union, and he personally told them not to sign up to the ag visa because their workers would be exploited by Australian farmers and the processing sector. Now, what Australian organisation does that to their own country? He demonised their own reputation, destroyed it. Destroyed uh, internationally. it. Destroyed and, it. And, 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 and look, they, they were scared. And effectively then they realised, hey, this isn't as bad as what the AWU's talking about. They went to Penny Wong and said, let's send our people over for the ag beads. And Penny Wong turned them down. So this is all because the unions are riding high up in the stirrups and the, and the processing sector isn't allowed to bring workers in. So, you know, AMIC, AMIC needs a grower seat here. I'm sorry. I'm, I've really had a gut for AMIC. They were throwing punches at us every day of the week about bringing and getting workers in, but they have done nothing. They have done nothing to this government about holding them to account by bringing workers in. They've just wiped their hands and said, oh, yeah, no, well, we've got a Labor government now. No, sorry. They've got to actually stand up for the, for the sector. They've got to stand up and say, we need more workers, and this government isn't doing enough. I haven't heard boo from them. They're carrying the corner. They signed the, signed the tripartite agreement with the government and the unions, and now they're in bed with them. Well, now they're copying the consequence, but we're all copying the consequence, and this is where there is a fix to this. We've got an unemployment rate with a three in front of it. There is no way in the world you're going to get Australians into an abattoir at the moment. So the only people you can get into it are foreigners. And we said, let's bring foreigners over here. Let's bring them to regional Australia. Let's give them a pathway to permanent residency. That is the greatest gift that a, that a Australian can give to any citizen around the world is a pathway to permanent residency. If you live in, in regional Australia, if you work in agriculture, this government took so away. It makes, this well, makes so much sense. Like everybody I speak to can't get workers. Like I, and yeah. I and I mean it. And it wasn't just processing. It wasn't, it wasn't just, just processing. Process. Everybody, every single person, and there are good families and good people that want to come here. They're not going to get exploited. They're just not. Now no. I can and, tell you now. I can tell you now. If you want to, if you want to see where people are getting exploited, you're getting nannies from overseas that are living with you that are working full time that are getting paid absolutely tuppence. Now the government don't care about that. They don't get. They don't no. give a crap about that. But we can actually. AWU just, yeah. yeah. just took a, a dislike to agriculture. Yeah, but 100%. where is AMIC? They signed this tripartite agreement twelve months ago. Where, where? And I've got to say, look, Patrick has, has worked hard, but what has he done? What has he said? No one has heard boo. And I've got to say, the NFF was the same. I mean, people pay these membership fees to all these representative bodies. They have all the courage in the world when a coalition government's there. But they cower in a corner as soon as Labor gets in and goes, oh, we don't want to upset them. Well, look what they're doing to us. They're destroying Australian agriculture, whether it's taking away the ag visa, whether it's destroy the live sheep industry in Western Australia, whether it be the Murray-Darling, whether it be the, the biosecurity tax, the fresh food tax they're putting on you. And yet our peak bodies are carrying in a corner. Like, I don't know why you feed them. Someone, Why would you pay a membership um, amount to any of these groups if they don't have the courage of their conviction to stand up no matter who the political party is in government. But this government is destroying us and I've got to say unless unless these peak bodies start to have a voice, I'm just a redneck nap from Western Queensland. No one's going to hear me in, in, in the in capital cities. Uh, but it's these peak bodies that have the, the currency and if they're not prepared to do it, well why pay a membership? Yeah, I agree. So, David, can I ask some questions here? If 
if we're allowed 42,000 workers, if that's the number that we've been given from the Pacific Scheme, and that's all well and good, and there is hundreds of thousands of jobs that we need, 172,000 that they were given, why have we only got 16,000? Why is the process? I, I get 42,000 is still not enough. But by simple maths, if you need 42,000 you only got 16, there's a big shortfall there. Why, why have we not even seen those workers through here yet? Well, and this is the issue. You've got to understand that the 42,000 workers that the Pacific caps out at isn't just for agriculture. This is the crazy thing. This is what I went to the Jobs and School Summit said, is that the 42,000 workers that the Pacific can provide, we have to compete with childcare, healthcare, aged care. It wasn't just for agriculture. So where are the workers going to come from? If, if This is what I don't understand. Without, like, more work, more production, more economy, more money, more taxes. Like, it's a very – and I'm not smart in this area. I'm, I don't understand the economics of it, but it's a pretty easy solution to look at. The more people we have working in the economy, the more money that's generated from the businesses, the more wages are paid, the more taxes are paid, the more the government gets in. Like, it's – Yep. A simple, it, it is as simple as this, except we're like, no, 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 we're protecting our jobs and our workers. Well, well hang on. Well, that's because the unions have yeah. said so, mate. The yeah, unions this, have this come from this. Yeah, the unions are screwing us. So anybody- well, the unions are running the government. This is the problem. So you only have to go to the Jobs and Skills Summit. September last year, I sat in the Great Hall at Parliament House. I gritted my teeth. I went there and represented Australian agriculture, even though I'm in opposition. And you could see the CFMEU stand there and say, this is our time, we want payback. And this government is giving payback. And, and AMIC and NFF all signed up to this tripartite agreement that we're, oh, we all play nice together. We'll all sing Kumbaya. But the only way to get workers, the 172,000 workers that the NFF themselves identified, is not through the Pacific Scheme. And I knew that when I was there. That's why we got the ag visa. And I had to fight with people like Maurice Payne who didn't believe in it, and told the Liberals that unless we got it, the Nationals were out. Um, effectively, we knew that we needed more workers and we had to get them through other means, through Southeast Asia. And the Pacific, it was all about making sure that they were happy with us because of the challenges of China. But let me tell you, the challenges of China, not just in the Pacific, it's also in Southeast Asia. Why wouldn't we make friends with Indonesia, Vietnam, Thailand, Malaysia, Philippines? Papua New Guinea, Papua New Guinea, Papua New Guinea. Like seriously, and this is the thing. Well, we we simply we simply um, have got this ideological view because of the unions, and we don't have peak bodies that have the courage of their conviction all the way through. And I'm sorry, but you know, um, this is what you pay for when you pay your membership. I, I'd say to people, I mean, the NFF. I have I represent more farmers as a member for Maranoa than the NFF does in membership, uh, and, and that's an indictment on them. Uh, and this is where we well, need Why do they have so body. much say? Why, why has our peak body got so much power? Yet well, well, they've got the currency of the, of the name, but this is where people need to take control of those organisations. They need to make sure that those representatives are doing exactly what they're asking them to do, no matter the, the colour of the, of the party in government, and make sure that they're pushing through on the policies they want. And I stood there and I fought for that ag visa and I got it and I made sure that we, we I wasn't going to sign up to a, a, a UK free trade agreement unless we got an ag visa. I told Scott Morrison, I said, I'm not signing up to it, mate. Then he needed my signature on the piece of paper. So unless I get an ag visa, mate, the nats are out. And he had to relent. He didn't, he didn't understand it and, and eventually he had to give in. But the NFF wanted it, but as soon as Labor gets in, he patted Murray, they pat Murray Watt on the back and say, yeah, Murray, well, well, you don't want us to have one, so we're not going to have it. 
There is no courage of their conviction. AMIC needs to stand up. They all need to stand up and go feral on this government yep. and say to the Australian people, you are going to destroy an industry unless you provide us with the tools we need, which are the workers we need, and we can't get them all from Australia. We need them from overseas, and let's have a sensible policy about that. Yeah, that, that, that to me is uh, the only way forward. David Littleproud, our guest this morning on Rural Queensland Today. We'll take a break and come back with more.